0: To the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, sprinkler SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank H and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Stephus, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: Alright. Alright. Bo Cephus. Here we go. It is Christmas time and we have games on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, which got me thinking about all the greatest things in life. And, buddy, they all happen to start with the letter F. So let's Sesame Street this bitch up and talk about all the Fs we give a fuck about (laughs) the most. First of all is faith. So special shout-out to sweet baby Jesus, who definitely is white and blue-eyed just like me. Next is family family so be sure and tell them you love them this weekend or that you've always hated them and you'll see them next year and tell them the same thing that's you know you can go either way on that your call next is (laughs) friends there is nothing like some good friends this time of year to come over and eat all of your food and drink all of your booze love them so much the next is food Big one food, stuffing your fat ass is a must over the Christmas break, but of course, we all know the greatest F of them all is for fucking so, from our (laughs) FGH family to yours, pray to your God, enjoy your family and friends, stuff your fat faces, and of course, fuck each other's brains out. Merry fucking Christmas, (laughs) y'all! Now! Whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun.
0: We're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our
1: goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony dah out of your assholes! Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use
0: it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in.
1: That's right, Adam Sandler. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football gloryhole way. Y'all know the drill, by now we will make you laugh.
0: <laughs> we will make
1: you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! 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 Ah. Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo C-Fist, As always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We get to be heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible freaking disgusting hip! choice of the week
0: well thank you very much there sir tonight i am drinking hanukkah in kentucky by <sighs> schmutz brewing company hmm. in new york two and a half out of five stars i yeah. would have given them the extra half a star but I'm a, I was a little too cheap. Oh, Jew joke number one. oh. And tonight, boys and girls, I'm going to change it up Jew. and share with you all the real story of Hanukkah. Uh-oh. So Hanukkah started in the second century BC, where according to the legend, the Jews rose up against their Greek Syrian oppressors and took over Judea and forced them to abandon their belief in and worship Greek gods only, with punishment of death for all that refused. So the Jews revolted because they loved their god so much they would rather die than worship another one. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's the story they like to tell. But in reality, the Syrians allowed all Jews to continue to practice their faith, but some understandably started adopting some Greek faith and traditions, such as wearing Greek robes performing nude in public. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And, you know, banging the whores there, <laughs> kid. And that pissed off the traditionalist Jews. So they had a civil war between the two Jewish factions, and the traditionalists won, and they told the Syrians that they needed to take their Zeus dolls <laughs> and tug of robes and <laughs> at least some of those whores and get the fuck out of here. Some of them. And so then the Jews rededicated their temple to Yahweh, and Hanukkah, the Jewish word for dedication, was born, along with another tradition that the Jews would hold very dear, and that is making sure that they win all the battles so that they can actually write the history books to make sure they always are the victim and never the fucking (laughs) bad guys. And then, a couple hundred years later, this one Jew was born, Uh And he challenged the high priest of the Jewish yeah. faith, and he spoke thus: "I like
1: that guy.
0: Hey fellas, no. I don't know why we have to go on mm-hmm. with like all the candles and the crappy fried bread, and it's 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 <laughs> like eight days of it. Okay, it's it's too much. I mean, we could just like have one day of, of of presents, like it is my birthday, like and eat Italian oh instead. And they literally crucified that yeah. dude. So." The moral of the story, boys and girls, is drink your gin and tonica, and smoke your marijuana, <laughs> and have a happy, happy Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, I remember the good old days when Jews were like Jesus and stuff. Now they're just all in Hollywood banging little kids and stuff. So it's it's really gone. It's Ew. it's, it's, t- it's taking a right turn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we're to the podcast now. We're good, the bad, and the hard. you fucking kidding me. We're going to go over every, and I do mean every, game in the NFL in the era tonight. And of course, of course, we are going to continue to get you paid at a ridiculous <laughs> pace with these free picks. But right now, we're to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. Well, hello, boys and girls. It's Christmas time again, and we all know what that means. Eating way too much food, seeing relatives who you have no fucking clue how you're even related to, and listening to that same old shitty Christmas music. Well, not this year, because the football glory hole proudly presents a kind of PC Christmas. We have taken old classics and cleaned up the racist language and made them more inclusive. For the most part tracks include rudolph the nondescript reindeer rudolph i don't give a shit all these pc bags can suck my dick and how the- here comes everybody here comes santa claus rishnu muhammad and the guy from the jews and the instant classic oh tweeted night You can get all these tracks and 87 more on our brand new 18 CD collection for the low price of $9,986 plus shipping and handling. And while you might say that's too expensive, we just want to remind you that it's Christmas time and Santa hates a cheap fuck. So Merry Christmas, Glory Hole Seekers, from our family to yours. Holy, and I do mean holy shit, Longhorn, Mm -hmm. that Christmas album that we released, um... Mm -hmm. It's a doozy. We had a hell of a time getting it made because, you know, our producers, of course, were Jewish. So they don't like to do a lot of Christmas housing, but they do know it generates a lot of that cash there, which they worship that over everything. Uh, So (laughs) guys, go out and buy it. Go ahead and uh, purchase, you know, as many copies as you would like. I know it's kind of pricey, but it's well worth your money. You heard the quality. I mean, come on.
1: Let's go. It's Christmas time. Yeah, it's Christmas time. And I was just thinking, you know, like, we always have first time listeners, and I'm just imagining someone listening to this for the first time and being like, holy shit, what, <laughs> what is wrong with these guys? <laughs> like, yes, we are, and I say this all the time on social medias, you can get your, you can get your picks anywhere, you can get your game breakdowns anywhere, but you cannot, and I mean, a hundred percent, you will not get it delivered the way that we do it here that's what makes us special now we'll never forget to join the big club with with all the all the the uh, the jew kings up there who run, who run all the all the things but and who cares we do it our way and that's how we like it <laughs> and now it's time for the good oh that's good that's good well that's just fucking great that's just fucking great the bad is
0: this bad is this bad well that's fucking not good and the are you fucking kidding me
1: are you fucking kidding me
0: are you fucking kidding me god damn it are you fucking with me All right, boys and girls. And as is always, we start with the good, and the good last week was fucking us, baby. Oh, on the podcast, big dick pick, my boy put out on Jacksonville.
1: Mm-hmm. Whammo! Never a doubt.
0: Sounder on Las Vegas. Whammo! <laughs> Trend of the week on Denver. Whammo! Fucking danger zone on Tennessee. At least it pushed. You didn't lose any fucking money yeah. there. And it depends on where you got it that you might have won some money. Mm-hmm. Super contest. Both of us had winning weeks. Free picks, two and one, and I had three out of four of my NFL round robin. We just keep fucking handing out <laughs> wins and all the sharp info, and all for fucking free, free.
1: Mm-hmm. That's that's uh. I mean, I'd love to see. Uh, do the Jew Kings give out things for free? No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, it's a Christmas gift from us to you.
0: Obviously, this podcast has a theme now, boys and girls. We're going to move over to the bad and the bad. Well, we did give you out Seattle. We gave them out early to our clients at plus three and a half, and they never really showed up. Uh, Geno Smith has turned back into Geno Smith. Um, There will be still some value on there from time to time, possibly this week. Definitely. But their season is on the brink of being over. And you know what, Longhorn, they're just real fucking assholes for going over their season win total for no reason at all because they're not going to go do anything. They might win another game. They might not. Who fucking knows? But basically, they could have went under and everything would have been the same. So fuck them for beating us out of our money. It's
1: actually a good lesson to be learned here. Uh, and I was going to talk about it in the handicap, but I'll just sprinkle it in here. Like A team loaded with... As many draft picks as they hit on, and, and they got like they had like at one point five, I think, or six draft p- picks playing or starting significant roles for them. Rookies hit a wall. They can come in and be and be really good for a while, but they're going to hit a wall just because they're not used to the NFL. They're not used to um, you know this many games. So it was actually kind of predictable that this was going to happen. Uh, with that many rookies starting, so just something to watch going forward. A team that has a big splash of rookies, a big influx, look to fade them in the latter half of the year big time.
0: That's great fucking handicapping right now. But we're going to move on to something that's not so great, and that's the R, you <laughs> fucking <laughs> cut Oh, and this week, that goes to UTSA. <laughs> Gave them out, and they're one of our favorites. Beep, beep. Mm-hmm. As one and a half point favorite. They closed at minus four. We gave them out early. We knew the line was going to fucking steam. It did. They completely (laughs) dominated the game, so all the steam was justified. 345 yards to 169. Hmm. Troy gained 2.7 yards per play. They got beat by over two yards per play, which means they should have lost by double digits but the reason why they didn't is because UTSA had five turnovers mm-hmm. and nine penalties for 104 yards by the way Troy only had two penalties for 21 yards mm-hmm. you know whatever and despite all of that we were up 12-7 at the half but then we didn't score a single point in the second half oh fuck off
1: does that? I mean, are you saying that like a lot of the big wigs in the you know the people we don't speak of had money on the other side, and maybe the maybe the Jew fix was in? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> no,
0: I I don't I don't think. So. I mean, there were some bad penalties for sure, but UTSA could not stop. Just they drove the ball and drove the ball and drove the ball and drove the ball, and Troy had. The best, and I said it in the handicap, the best power five defense in the country. They put up 345 on them. They should have put up fucking 30 points. They didn't. They just kept turning the goddamn football over. And we still had a chance all the way to the end. And they turned over one more time. <laughs> Fuck!
1: Children of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay (laughs) calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening.
0: It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! You heard those bells, so it is time, baby, to go over all those wins coming in the air tonight for week 16 in the NFL. Long home, we're going to start up in Baltimore. Those Ravens, Lamar should be back. Minus seven on the Super Contest, looking across the board. It is moving towards seven and a half, so let's call it seven and a quarter favorites, home favorites over those Hotland Falcons.
1: Hot Atlanta going to cold Baltimore. This uh, theme of the week, by the way, a lot of weather, lot of weather, lot of weather, lot of wind. <laughs> Nobody knows weather more than me. Like it's gonna be the theme of the week. There's <laughs> this, weather's gonna be ugly this weekend in a lot of these outdoor uh, northern eastern uh, stadiums. So here we've got a rookie on the road. I've, this this is his second start and first on the road, I believe.
0: No. Second, He started last week on the road.
1: Last week on the road? Um,
0: yep, in New Orleans, and he covered.
1: My apologies. I thought he was home in the Dome. Um, well, let's put it this way. It's his first road start outside in the weather. <laughs> so this is uh, it's going to be a hostile defense, bad weather. Lamar is back in as far as I know. Um, the line is kind of begging you to take the bait a little bit there <clears throat> with that. I don't – I i'm not taking i've got a heavy lean to baltimore i think they went by double digits here and the rookie gets a little christmas eve baptism so what do you got over there i
0: got a lot all right so dogs uh of four more last week we be giving that trend so they are now 67 and 38 of the season last week six and one they went and this is the lowest margin of victory on average since 1939. So it is the year of the big dog, but not the short dog. So that's a very big distinction that we've made going forward. And I've looked through our power rankings and the games we've lost and our agreements and the games we've lost. And they've almost all been on the short dogs and not the and what's long. What's short
1: so, and what's long? Under four. Okay.
0: So, four and over is is the line of demarcation on that one. So, we got that going for us on Atlanta. Lamar, as I've repeated before, he's now 6-16 as a favorite since 2021. He does not cover. Atlanta is the numbers agreement. Atlanta is now, we've got all this new data in the new spot, 66%. They're falling to a slot on the agreement on there now. On the new research that we've been doing, Atlanta's not in the best spot on that one. But it's more of a coin flip, so it's they're on the wrong side of a coin flip at this point. Now, overall, Baltimore's on the decline. Uh, they're down to number five in DVOA. They're down in our power rankings, obviously, with Huntley being in. have not performed as well. Atlanta, sneakily, has been sneaking up in DVOA and in our power rankings. And our power rankings, they're very close to an average team in DVOA. It also reflects that. They're 18th. And they could be on a four-game winning streak right now. You know, they had some bad luck. If you remember back to the Skins game, the interception at the goal line. Um, and they well, the things that they do well, running the ball. And we think, you know, well, who's got the better run defense, this and that. Well, they ran for 167 yards against the Skins. They got the fourth best DVOA run defense. They run for 146 against Pittsburgh. They've got the eighth best DVOA run defense. Last week, they ran for 231 on the Saints. Now, they they suck against the run, 23rd. Baltimore is sixth, so yeah. I'm not scared of them having a great run defense because they've already shown they can run against a great run defense. And Ritter was every bit as bad as advertised last week. He was not good at all in that game, but he didn't turn the ball over. And he also ran for 38 yards, which is better than I expected him to do. Um, I didn't expect him to show... At least that much athleticism. I mean, I know hes he was a decent athlete at Cincinnati. He could play outside in the weather. You know, he pl- he played up there in that conference. Um, Cincinnati, so right? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not, weather's not going to affect him that much as far as that concern. I think personally, if Atlanta doesn't turn the ball over, they cover this game. And if you mm-hmm. look at a couple <laughs> different trends here, we have since 2012, home favorites 7 and 9. Week 16 and on, uh, straight just as those only parameters, 29 and 38. So, not great at all. Then, if you play them against, you know, the previous game, they were ATS loser versus ATS winner, 4 and 11. That's 26.7%. And if you add in the fact that they're a winning team, over 50%, 3 and 10 ATS, 23.1%. Adding the fact they're playing a losing team, it goes all the way down to 1-3 ATS with a negative 3.62 ATS margin. I think Lamar's first game back, it's going to be cold as shit. Both teams are just kind of try to run the ball. You know, neither team is great at throwing the ball, obviously, with Ritter being a rookie. Lamar having a down year throwing the football all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Atlanta here, and I can see Atlanta covering this game. I don't think Atlanta's going to pull upset or anything like that, but that's, that's I fair. do like to keep That's votes. a
1: lot of fair points. I mean, like, yeah, I, I had that pulled up. Baltimore on PFF is seventh uh, adjusted for rush defense. So, but you make a good point. They kind of, I mean, Pittsburgh's right behind them at eight on here, and they, they went right through. I'm like, Atlanta's just a fucking badass rushing team like it doesn't matter what running backs have been in uh, now it hasn't matter what quarter like they can just they must their offensive line is just i mean i'll have to check the grades on that but they must be fucking world graders over there
0: yeah they gotta be doing pretty well and it, didn't, it doesn't really <clears> seem to matter uh what environment or who they're playing they just seemed i mean they went up to washington on grass and that's a notoriously terrible track for doing anything on offense and they ran through them as well and, and washington's really good against the run all year yeah. all right all right moving on those cleveland browns and in the contest they're at three and if you look at there's a few two and a halfs left but it is moving towards three so we'll say consensus three-point home favorites mm-hmm. are those new mm-hmm. all the saints
1: yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna be scrolling back and forth between my handicaps and my grades and all the weather reports because I know this one is definitely a weather situation. The mistake on the lake, we've told it before. We've been there. We know how this how this weather comes in off that fucking lake. It sucks. Oh my god, it's fucking cuts right through you like like nothing. And um the fact that this is going down though, like did this did this open higher and it's going down?
0: Uh, no, it opened at two and a half.
1: So, <clears throat> so it's staying? It's,
0: it's actually, it moved up and then it's moving back down
1: now. Mm. So that that fluctuation must be with, with the whole Chubb situation where he's questionable. And I really haven't heard if he's definitely going to be in or not. If he's in and with the win situation, I, you, I don't know how you don't take Cleveland here. Uh, you got a dome team coming to this just god-awful weather situation they're looking at it it just it feels like a slam spot and if you can get them under like if it it dips under that that three and you can catch them there that i would rubber stamp that approval um but until i know that chubb's in i'm probably going to have a hard time um doing that now if you want to tease up new orleans i don't know actually i don't know if this is the right spot for that because this this is this could be a game that it's either going to be Uh, That that they they're playing, they have they have a chance to win the end, or they kind of get blown out because the weather is just it just doesn't suit them. So, I'm long story short, I'll check the weather while you go uh, for for the updated information. But this feels like Cleveland or pass for me.
0: All right, so just a preference this week. There's a lot of things going for us this week, and this is one of them. And it's going to be kind of odd that I say it's going for us as you as I get through this data a little bit now. Leaving on the new research we've been doing is not in the best spot for sure. Now, the numbers on this are split. The power rankings say New Orleans. Our power rankings last week went 6-6 overall on all gradable games. 10 games over 500 for the year, so they're just fucking crushing. And New Orleans in our new spot is in the very best spot, 81% now on the winning. That was the spot that I told you the Giants were in last week. Obviously, they went and handled their business. We got a few teams in that this spot this week. New Orleans is one of them. However, this is the lowest total, when I did the research, that we have seen since 2006. Mm-hmm. And guess what game in 2006 had the lowest total and where it was. I'm going to
1: guess Cleveland versus somebody.
0: It was Cleveland. And they lost 17-7 to at home. Mm. So it went under... The total of 32, which that is where this total is setting at. So since 1989, there have been 122 games. 32 or lower on the total. Home favorites in those games of two to four have a winning with a winning percentage less than 50 versus another losing team. So 50 less than 50 versus less than 50. There's been four of those out of 122 at that at that total. Three and one for the favorite with a plus 7.62 ATS margin, 3-1 straight up, 1-2-1 in the under, but teasing the under, up 6, is 3-0-1, so you're not going to go wrong there. And this is the first time I've ever seen this, and I tell you guys every week, nobody is sharper at feeling out these teasers than my buddy. Case in point, he just said, I don't think this is the right spot for the teaser." This is literally the first time I've ever, ever, ever seen this. The teaser is 1-3. Mm. Now, I've seen that, sure. Mm. But the pleaser is 4-0. and oh. If you please up the favorite in this game, in the previous four games since 1989, you're 4-0. Mm. and oh. Which means, yes, the teaser is absolutely fucking dead. So, yeah, for me... It is Browns or pass on this one, and it's probably pass because this weather is going to be fucking nutty, and I I mean, neither one of these teams have shown me any kind of confidence to put any money on either one of them. So. Let me
1: just, let me, and, and you know, a lot of things we said, It's it's it sounds good. <laughs> I just saw something I don't like, and it's probably going to take me off of any kind of lean and just a straight pass on this game. Guess who's... In a, in a game where the weather is going to be what we just talked about, and we're assuming both teams are going to run the fucking shit out of the ball because you're not going to be able to throw. Do you want the team that's dead last against the rush? I don't think you do. And you know who's dead last against the rush per PFF? Cleveland? Cleveland. So, yeah. Yeah. I I can't take Cleveland just based on that. I, I just That's an eliminator to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, as I said, it's probably passed for me, which, again – I said everything's lining up for us. New Orleans being in the 81 spot, 81% spot, eighty-one spot of the new spot, that means they're going to lose 19% of the time. I think this is one yeah. of the losers, so yeah. it could barely where be possible. So I like that. I like when things line up in a good spot on games that I don't really care for. It's kind of counterintuitive if, sometimes if you think about it, but it's really not, actually. No. All right, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers, two and a half point consensus, home dogs to the Detroit (laughs) fighting, and I mean fighting, fucking Lions.
1: Man, what a story these Lions have been this year. Um, Obviously, all the hype coming in preseason with this team and hard knocks and all that situation. They lost all those close games early in the year. Their season was done and buried. And, you know, somehow they, they've they turned it into a team that just now they just can't lose. They just won't fucking lose. They won six out of seven games. One of the losses was to Buffalo on Thanksgiving where they had a shot to win. And uh, they, they've, they've gone on the road outside in, in cold weather stadiums, went back to back on the road. They've literally done everything that you, that they're not supposed to fucking do as the Detroit Lions um, this feels like a spot where I should be hitting that sounder. I'm gonna hold on, I'm gonna put my hand over the button and let you talk me into it. Um, because to be honest with you, buddy, I'm a little scared to bet against this Detroit team. Like, I, I've been getting bit by this team. Um, in the, la- in the last, uh, on the early part of the run, I, w- I was catching them, but at some point, I was expecting the fade, and they're just not fading so i would feel a lot better catching that three with carolina as is i'll i love the tease up obviously take take them up to eight and a half talk me into a sounder Uh, detroit's fucking balling right now they're fucking they're not a team you want to play right now um but carolina has a shot still to win that division that you're gonna get a full max effort here what do you got over there
0: Yeah, man, Detroit has been red hot of red hot, and I'll get to that in a second. Now, the numbers do agree on Carolina here. The new spot, Carolina is in a 62% winning position. In the new research, Carolina is in the very, very best spot through two years' worth of research I've been digging through to cover Mm. this game. We talked about it last week. Detroit on the road averages 18 points per game. Last week, they scored 13. They had a fucking punt return for a touchdown. It fucking and then of course the Jets missed the field goal, yada yada yada. Yeah. But you don't cover seven games in a row as Detroit has done without Ugh. fucking having some luck on your side. Seven and zero in the last seven ATS. But in this game in particular, I got one trend here. Two thousand twelve and on, week sixteen and on. Away favorites two to four with a losing record. 6-14 against the spread. That's 30% with a negative 3.62 ATS margin. Only 11-10 straight up. But again, on the teaser for the fucking dog, 81% on this one. And on top of that, if you want to make it a fucking end game two-game teaser, if you got a book that allows that, average total of 45 in, in, in that spread. This game, the total is 44. The teaser you know plus it up or minus it up and then go over it 85.7% winner there so you got a real good fucking in game two-game teaser to take Carolina and the and the over mm-hmm. uh, going six point both ways now Carolina's defense is not great 20th and DVOA the Lions 23rd trending up but if you look who they played it's a bunch of shitty offenses and backup quarterbacks, but Carolina's a shitty offense, 28th and DVOA. Like I said, Detroit 7-0 in their last ATS game, or 7 games ATS, and this year, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to give you the exact numbers, home dogs of 3.5 or less, 21-25 on that, but the under on that is also 12-34, so To get the uh, under again, or or to get the over, you're going to need to tease that down, I think, to actually hit that. Otherwise, these games have gone under at a fucking incredible, incredible clip. Um, I like Carolina here. I don't love it enough to probably put them in the contest, especially at two and a half, because that is... uh, Let me double-check that real quick. Yeah, that's where that line's at. But if I had to bet it, I'm definitely... I definitely got enough ammo to go Carolina here for them to kind of stop this Detroit momentum. And, again, a Detroit, again, uh, on the road, 18 points per game. They're not the same team, and they will be on the road outdoors in Carolina. And it's not going to be great weather there either,
1: by the way. No. And, you know, just real quick, I, you know, if, you, if you've you been listening to this podcast, you know that I've, I am the Detroit number one fan. And I said in the preseason, if they can get some – production in that back seven and specifically if okuda jeff okuda could come and like beat anything because he has been a straight bus for two years you're gonna have a little something here because we know but everybody talks about the detroit offense we know about that but like you said even though it's against lesser competition whatever we there's the nfl they all play they all basically everybody so they're playing better they're coming together in that back seven okuda is great actually the entire back seven is grading out not awful Like they got something going here. Like, like, just we don't want to linger on this, which is more off-season stuff. But like, Detroit's got something going here, Um, so look out for them.
0: All right, moving on. Those New England Patriots, Mm. three-point consensus home dogs to the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Man, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool. You, this is this is just a guy that you got to be you got to really have a reason. Now this is a guy. Look, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, he comes from LSU and boom, you can't bet against him. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I can't. Figure, <laughs> like, you got to have a reason to bet against this guy. And I think, tell me the line again. What, what's the current line? Three points. Okay. Well, they earlier in the week they had the hook on this, and I feel like it was just a tempt. Uh, some money to come in on New England. Uh, But it, and and it's probably the right side. Like, and that's, and that's probably why it got gobbled up and it's down to three because it is New England at three and a half is the right side. Okay. I can't tell you sitting at three to take New England plus three because I don't want to go against Joe Burrow, even at three and a half. I don't want to do it. Even though I know as a pro, that's the right side. It might even still be. You can tell me with the numbers. It might even still be the values uh, a little bit less at three. But look, I don't. I don't want to lose money to Joe Burrow, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of stay away on a force lean at three. Give me Cincinnati uh, at three and a half force lean. Give me New England. I know it's cowardly, but that's how. That's how I'm gonna do it. What do you got?
0: All right, so the numbers are on New England. Uh, the new spot is on New England. At three? The These new are all graded at three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. New England is in the best spot, again, of two years' worth of research. Oh, man. And then Cincinnati. Now, this is it's more of an obscure trend, but it is very solid with a lot of games in it. It's the first time that I've actually graded it this year. I've had it written down for a long time. I fi- I didn't think it was ever gonna be a fucking game that hit it, but finally did. <laughs> so a team that won by more than ten, by being while being outgained mm-hmm. by at least a hundred and ten yards. Next game, thirty-seven and fifty-seven ATS, thirty-nine point four percent. Cincinnati was completely, completely dominated by Tampa Bay in that game. In the first half, they had five possessions. They had three first downs, and all three first downs came on the fifth possession when there was a minute and 39 left on the clock, and Tampa Bay was just playing prevent, and they got a field goal. Other than that, they had a pick, punt, 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 and that was it. They could not make a first down, and then Tampa Bay inexplicably pissed down their fucking pants and turned the ball over four fucking times in ten plays, all in their own territory. Out of PP, uh, They literally gifted Cincy that win. Now again, when you go on streaks like Cincy has, like I said, Detroit, you gotta have some luck involved. They were very lucky. They should've lost that game. They should've absolutely have lost that game. Now New England is a much, and I mean much better fucking team than Tampa Bay in our power rankings, DVOA, whatever fucking measure you want. <clears throat> really? So... All that being said, since 1989, away favorites 2-4, week 16 and on, with a better than 70% winning percentage and averaging at least 26 points a game or more. 8-15 ATS with a negative 5.76 ATS margin, 9-14 straight up. And if you add on their ATS win streak of 6 or more, it's only been one game, 0-1 all time since 1989, negative 6.5 ATS margin on that. Take that back away and go from 2012, 6-8 ATS, 4.71 margin, 6-8 straight up. And since 2020, which these away favors have not been doing as well in the last couple of years, 1-3 ATS, negative 9.62 ATS margin, and 1-3 straight up. If you look at the weather, it is going to be nasty as fuck. And there is no coach that I want in a bad weather game at home more than Bill Belichick. You saw him outsmart the great coach in Buffalo and outplay John Wayne in that fucking monstrous fucking game last year. Uh, New England is the second overall in DVOA defense. Now, Cincy has faced the number three DVO defense in Dallas. They lost. They faced the number eight in Baltimore. They lost. They faced the Jets in week three who are number six now, and they did win that game early on versus, you know, fucking Zach Wilson. But they were 0-2 at that point. They were desperate, obviously. That was a game they had to fucking win. And then last week, again, they played Tampa Bay, number nine. And again, they literally could not make a first fucking down until Tampa Bay started shitting all over themselves. That's the only defenses they've played that are above average all year. Hmm. Again, they're another one of these teams that are a little bit faux in the success they've had. And we'll go over... Actually, a few of them this week, and they're one of them. So when they play defense as good as New England, they don't score the ball. They don't do well. In fact, they lose more times than they win. Or I guess it's half and half. It's two and two, I guess I should say, straight up. Uh, But they got to have a lot of help in the games they win. they got to either have Zach Wilson playing quarterback or a team shitting on their pants for like an entire quarter and turn the ball over four fucking times in their own fucking end. Either way, it's it's fucking all New England for me here. I I got a reason to bet against Joe Burrow. I don't like doing it. And his horseshoe up his ass com- and combined with how good he is, definitely fucked me in the super contest last week, but this is Bill Belichick, it's at home, it's gonna be fucking ten degrees, and yeah, give me New England.
1: You don't think you don't think that's gonna dip to two and a half, do you? Or do you think it has a better chance to dip to two and a half, or do you think it has a better chance to kick back up to three and a half?
0: Let me look and see what we got.
1: Cause I mean, if it's gonna if it's gonna trend uh, down, you gotta take the three.
0: No, it's it's gonna go back. It's gonna go back up to three and a half. So you got minus three at one twenty at two different books. You got minus three and a half at BetMGM at minus one hundred five. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's gonna go back. I'd to feel three better.
1: I would wait and get that hook.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. I agree with on that. <clears throat> all right, all right. Moving on. Those Buffalo Bills. Let's go Buffalo! Going to the Chicago Bears, there, kid, and then mm-hmm. freeze your nuts off game of the goddamn week, and uh, yes. they are consensus eight and a half point road favorites.
1: I mean, come on, you you have to take Chicago here. I'm sorry, you just have to, just just like I mean, last. week. I mean, you you last week Chicago played Philly plus nine or whatever it closed at. Boom, you got the win. Next week you play Buffalo. Teams Boom. not. They're not as good as they're not as good as Philly. Boom! You gotta take the points. This is what you do. I mean, come this is turning into a John Madden. Uh, uh do, a, do a John <laughs> Madden on every handicap. But yeah, I mean I don't know how I don't know how you do anything else here. Look, Justin Fields is fucking balling. That dude, the league has not figured him out right now. That is that is not to say that they won't eventually, and this that's a different podcast for the offseason. Right now, they don't have a fucking clue. He is chewing them up. You saw last week. He's gashing them on the run so much that it, when he even peels outside, there's a wide open receiver because the defense doesn't know what the fuck to do. Do they come and get him so he doesn't get a 30, 40-yard run? It just he, He's giving them fits. So, of course, you take the points here at home. The weather's going to uh, uh, be a factor, obviously. But, basically, these are two mirrored quarterbacks obviously John Wayne on the other side he's refined his passing to a whole nother level and and like I said that's a whole nother podcast to see if if Fields has that curveball that he's eventually going to need when these defenses figure him out a little bit uh, like Allen has done uh, but you're getting points here uh, running games will matter in this in this weather game and the running game overall definitely favors Chicago I don't see any other way But to take the points here at home for Chicago, what do you got?
0: All right, well, the numbers agree with you. It's Chicago. Chicago in the new spot, 66% winning where it's fallen into that. And the new research, they are in a great spot on that as well. And you've got the fact that Chicago dogs more than four. Again, killing it all fucking season. But inside of that, I started doing some research of kind of who gave the Bills the most trouble. I thought about, like, what gives them the most trouble? Well, keeping John Wayne on the fucking sidelines, people can possess the ball. How do you possess the ball? You run the ball, and where is running going to be premium? Obviously, when it's going to be one fucking degree outside <laughs> with a windshield of negative 25. Burr. Well, if you go down their schedule, I'll just start with this. The Bills have an average overall margin of victory, Longhorn, 9.6 points, hmm. which is fucking incredible. But when you break that down, the teams have given the Bills the most trouble. Miami, who's 11th at DVOA rushing, played them twice. They lost once, won once. Ravens, they're second. They won by three points on that one. The Ravens did. The Jets, 16th in rushing. They played them twice, won one, lost one. Now the outlier on this side is Minnesota. They're 22nd in rushing. They did lose that game. Uh, the Lions, 12th in rushing, they won that game by three. They were favored like nine or ten on Thanksgiving, if you remember. And Kansas mm-hmm. City, 14th in rushing DVOA, they won by four on that one. So definitely gave them trouble there. Mm-hmm. So if you add all that up, that is an average margin of victory of 1.6 points in those games for the teams that are average or better at rushing DVOA. Mm-hmm. Now flip around to the teams they've played that are below average DVOA rushing. The Rams, 29th, they won by 21. Tennessee, 19th, they won by 34.
1: Blowout.
0: The only outlier on this side, Pittsburgh, is 13th, and they won by thirty seven. So in those three games, that's 31 points per game margin. So literally all of their margin all season long has come against teams that cannot run the football. Chicago is ninth in DVOA at running the football, and the reason is, like you said, Nobody can fucking stop Justin Fields. That one play that he stepped out of if he wouldn't have stepped out of bounds and carried that in for the touchdown, that would be the highlight of the fucking year. That was a, that was insanely <laughs> yeah. incredible fucking run that he had.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Goodness. Now, he's not making a lot of highlights with his arm right now, but, <clears throat> again, you know, we got to let him grow into it. We'll see what he can do as he goes forward. But right now, he's an unstoppable force on the ground. And John Wayne is banged up. And he's running for less and less efficiency every single week. Mm-hmm. And on top of all that, I got one trend here. Since 2020, away favorites of nine or more, week 15 and on, with a winning percentage of over 70%. So in other words, you're really good, but you're on the road and you're favored by a lot. Uh, one in five ATS with a 16 point, that's 16.7% covering, with a negative mm-hmm. 10.2, 10.92 ATS margin. Now they are four and two straight up, so I probably wouldn't put Chicago in my money line parlay this no, week. But I love, love, love Chicago to cover this number here.
1: Yeah, is it? Uh, well, I don't know. I say it, I won't put them in the money line, but it's it's actually not a terrible idea. But um, as far yeah, as far as fields, he's he is the be- we've seen a lot of great running quarterbacks. He's the greatest running quarterback I've ever seen. Lamar was amazing that year. But Lamar uh, has a certain style. He's not going to overpower people. He's going to slash and dash and run away from you. Um, John Wayne, Buffalo, he's amazing too. He's got his own little style. Fields, and again, like I said, going forward, this is not going to be enough. I mean, he's going to have to develop a curveball. But he has the greatest combination of power, speed, and quickness. I've never seen anybody that can run like him at quarterback. Um, So... It, it's a great you t- a guy like that, and you're catching almost double-digit points at home. Oh my god, that's just fucking it just. You love having that ticket in your pocket for sure.
0: Absolutely. Earlier in the year, I said it was just it was uh Jalen Hurts was the best running quarterback that I've ever seen because I've seen him do it for a year and then plus now, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean the argument for fields it's, is is pretty strong, man. That like I said, that one he, run he breaks like,
1: more tackles. He I mean he, he was da- he
0: was down like six fucking times, oh. and he just kept. He's like fuck. It. I'm now fuck you. I'm just I'm mm. just gonna keep running. And if his toe <laughs> wasn't out of bounds, again that would that be the Sports Center highlight of the fuck. It would win an ESPY. literally hope- would win an ESPY.
1: I hope that he works hard in the offseason, which we've talked about. That's that's not the, his M.O., but I hope he gets better and develops like Jalen Hurts because we need more good quarterbacks in this league, for sure.
0: You ain't kidding. You see the fucking Pro Bowl list for the NFC? Oh, woof. Wow. No. Ah. No. Oh, awful. Anyway, all right, moving on. The Tennessee Titans. Fuck those assholes. Minus three at home. No more, Tanny. They are hosting those Houston. That's Houston with an H, Texans.
1: Oh, God, those fucking Texans. They pissed me off so much. What's the current line at? Say it
0: again. Uh, Consensus three, because any three and a half I see is plus 100. So, yeah, consensus three. Okay,
1: and obviously Tannehill's out for Tennessee. They're gonna have that rookie who is terrible as of right now. We'll see what he can develop into. He's not ready for this. I don't know what the fuck's gotten into the Texans. I swear to God, the last two games they've won close or excuse me, lost close games with Dallas and Kansas City. Right after about a month and a half straight that they <laughs> fucked us right in the ass where we were taking all these taking them as huge dogs, great value, and they just lost, 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 lost. I mean, finally, we got kicked in the ball so much, we jumped off the bandwagon, and that was right when they had their two best games of the year. I'm sure I'm going to regret it, uh, because Travis Henry, uh, Derrick Henry owns this fucking team, so I will definitely be cussing Houston next week, but hit that sounder. I think Houston finally, after flirting with wins against much better teams, they finally get the win here. Uh, against a Tennessee team with a rookie quarterback who is not ready for the NFL, what do you got?
0: Well, a lot of what I got I've had to fucking trash because the line has moved so fucking much. <laughs> so, yeah, any of the uh, trend research I've done is out the fucking window on this one. Um, the numbers are split, even on, even after I marked it down. It was obviously, it's actually an agreement on Tennessee first of all, but now. They're down to split. Now, the new spot does have Houston. Houston in the new research. I was trying to re- rework that real quick. I still think they're in probably not a good spot. Let me double-check that real quick. I, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, they're no, they're they're in a real bad spot on that. So I don't like that. Um, don't like it. You know, Tanny's out. I got zero faith in the rookie, like you said, for Tennessee, But I also have zero faith in fucking Mills on the road in this fucking weather, which is going to be terrible in fucking Tennessee. And Derrick Henry is just going to shove it up their ass like he always fucking does. And a lot of times when we see these big discounted dogs like this at, at Tennessee or Houston, as they were already discounted from the summer, now they're discounted almost a touchdown. That almost never works out for the dog. It almost never works out for the dog so, it, I'd have to still lean Tennessee on this one or pass, and I can guarantee you I am fucking passing.
1: God, even fucking Nashville, 12 fucking degrees on Sunday. Ugh.
0: It's a polar vortex! <laughs> it
1: really is.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Kansas City. Woo! This number's gotten big. 10 point. Consensus home favorite over the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah, and it can just keep getting bigger because I've got to lean to Seattle here. Seattle will pound the rock. That's all they really want to do. They'll sprinkle in some Geno, uh, Gino because you know it's 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 he's had a little flash uh they wrote they wrote him off but he didn't write back all that bullshit in the earlier of the year <laughs> well they're writing again and uh it's time for you to write back there uh, gino it's time for you to have a little a little get back uh game here i think these points are a gift against a team that cannot stop the run in kansas city um again weather this is theme of the week weather. I love the dog here. I love the under here. If you want to parlay them together, I love that. Um, it's. I don't see any other way but Seattle here in the under. What do you got?
0: Yep. By the so way, the, the numbers by, agree, Seattle. One.
1: one sorry, go ahead. The, the four. The over under is forty nine. By the way, forty nine in this game. That's going to be it seems high. Yeah. That's with high. with weather. So sorry. Just go ahead. It, it just seemed that that's an that number stands out with uh, weather that's affecting all of these parts of the country.
0: Yep, I agree with you. Uh, Numbers agree, Seattle, new spot. Seattle's a 61% slot on that. Now, the new research is not the best spot for Seattle, but again, it's not a terrible spot for them. And Seattle dogs four or more. So again, that's been killing it all fucking year. Uh, Kansas City is on a trend that we've been tracking for a little while now. That's been doing well, very well for us. And they're actually in the second set. So, since 2012, week 14, are on home favorite 8 to 10 with a 70% or better winning percentage. Uh, 12 and 23, ATS. So, not fucking bigly at all. And then, if you mm-hmm. look at when they're playing another team that has a above 50% winning percentage, 6 and 13. That's about 33%. Quick math for you there. Um, and then again, Kansas Kansas City isn't good enough, boys and girls, to lay 10 points no. to any team that is above average. Any team that's above average. They were 15 and a half point favorites against the Rams, who played a goddamn wide receiver. And I mean I'm not talking about a joke like Tannehill, a real wide receiver at quarterback. And they literally covered by half a point because of a like a last-minute field goal that they kicked that pissed a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Like, they barely covered against that. Now, Seattle is fading fast, but they're also desperate. They know. They have got to put their best effort forward that they have any chance of making the playoffs. And Kansas City is 4-9-1 and one ATS on the season. They don't fucking cover. <laughs> and then, on top of that, Week 16 and on, on top of the trend I just gave you, from the, uh, from the previous one from the week four, sorry, week 14 home favorite A-10. So if you move that to week 16, take out the opponent's winning percentage, but add in the fact that previous game, the home favorite is coming mm. off an ATS loss. 0-4 all-time ATS, but they are 4-0 straight up. But it is 1-3 to the under their kid, and that average total... But you mean, they are like, oh, it's weather. No, the average total on this trend is 48.5. This total is 49. So you're getting an overtake on you already have a 1-3 and under. Yes, absolutely. Seattle and the fucking under. That's an easy two-game fucking parlay hit for
1: you there, boys and girls. Yeah, I like that. I like that little little in uh, in the middle of our podcast free pick kind of unofficial free pick there. But you were talking about the playoffs. It's basically in the NFC. Playoffs? B- <laughs> Because Dallas has already locked up a playoff spot, so basically there's two spots left between the Giants, Washington, Detroit, and Seattle. Uh, two of those teams are going to make it. Two are going to fall off in the next uh, three weeks. So yeah, you're 100% right. Full motivation here. No time to to you know just pack it in and, and just you know and, and fade into the offseason. So max max effort. Love it.
0: All right, we're going to move on to those Minnesota Vikings, and they are four-point home favorites once again to the New York Football
1: Giants. Well, four points at home didn't work for them last time. Uh, um, I mean, bur- barely. They barely just missed it. So, like, I mean. They barely just missed it, man. Holy shit. I, it, look, let's, let's do a time saver here. Number one, I don't know, the Giants are a hard team to bet against. They're just a fucking hard team to bet against all year. They got that that just horseshoe up their ass. Last week, Washington dominated, you know, some of the underlying stats and then lost by, you know, whatever it was, like eight points. So the Giants have have been doing that to a lot of teams this year. Um, Last week, we saw how bad Minnesota can be for a half, and then we saw how good they can be. I don't know how you bet on a team like that. I can't do it. Um, so on a force lean, give me the team that seems to have the horseshoe up their ass. Of course, this is all situationally has nothing to do with numbers. You can tell me that over there. But right now, Minnesota's a team I can't bet on because I don't know what I get. The Giants are a team that it's hard for me to bet against because they just seem to keep getting these wins and covers when they shouldn't. So uh, situationally, that's how I'm going to lean to the Giants. You tell me what the numbers say.
0: Well, I'll tell you first of all that the Giants. Uh, I don't know. They fucking slipped the officials some money, and maybe fucking Jerry got on the phone. and Was like, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, I need them Giants to win for us to make the playoffs, right? So uh, mm-hmm. let's make sure that uh, that happens." I mean, I've never, I've never Denmark. seen, I've never seen, and I and I've seen a lot of shit, and I've watched a lot of Redskins games, and they don't usually get the bear. You know the Favorable bounces or calls or whatever, but I've never seen an ass fucking like that fucking illegal formation call. And it has been discussed. It's went through the league office. It's been determined that yes, the official was absolutely wrong. But whatever, Uh, the Giants fucking they win. Anyway, um, Redskins. Did you call
1: them Redskins? You're a
0: racist. Yeah, well, they're the Redskins. All right. (laughs) Uh, the, the numbers are split on this one. It is a no call. Our power exit is one of the zero delta games. Numbers right where it should be. The new spot does have the Giants at a 64 percent. The Giants are four point dogs or more currently. Now, that again, boys and girls, the four point dog thing that is judging by closing line. So if they close at three and a half, that doesn't get graded as that. So you have to keep that in mind. And if you look at the way the markets are moving, you have to take that into account right now. It's pretty even across the board. I see a couple of three and a halfs, but they're heavily juiced. So that doesn't mean it's gonna go to three and a half. That just means those couple of books have taken enough money on the other side that they need some money on the other on the flip side. So that's all that means. It does not mean I don't really see this game really going anywhere because I think a lot like my buddy does. It's very hard to handicap this game. So again, time saver for me as well. Uh, Minnesota is on the trends uh that we gave out last week. Now, we gave this out last week, and I told you on the podcast, there was five teams on it. Three of the teams, in the a fade trend. Three of the teams were not going to cover out of the five. Three of the teams did not cover. Minnesota <laughs> didn't cover, New Orleans didn't cover, and Washington didn't cover. Uh, now, the Chargers pushed, and Cleveland did cover. So, one cover out of the five that I told you, I, I said at least three out of five wouldn't cover, and that is exactly what happened. Minnesota's on the same trend again, but they're solo this week. Yeah, so they're solo this week. So if you wanted to get back to the percentages to average that out, it means that, you know, they probably got a pretty good shot at covering on this fade trend this week. If you just go by the percentages. But again, so you know, that's neither here nor there. Well,
1: before you move on, like Uh, what list the fade trend team. Like you said, like last week, those there was five and they went if you faded them, you went three, one, and one. So what are the fade teams this week? How many are there, and and which teams are there?
0: It's only Minnesota this week. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah. All right. So the week before, there were three teams. It went two and one. Uh, Seattle didn't cover. Tennessee didn't cover. San Fran did cover. So,
1: yeah, again, like a good one. Uh, it's
0: been hitting it a little higher clip. Yeah. But it's been hitting a little higher clip than the the total is 45 and 70 now. So again, a little higher clip than what it's normally hitting at. So this might be a spot where Minnesota covers. Who knows? Again, with these two teams. Basically, my handicap for this was pretty simple. They're both very bad teams. Minnesota is extremely low on a power ranking for a division winner. In fact, I looked it up. Historically, in our power rankings, teams. With Minnesota's current power ranking, now they've got a few weeks to change it, but currently they only win 44% of their games for the season. So this is going to skew our numbers a little bit when it comes in at the end of the year, and I grade it all out. But they have won at a historic clip more than they should have, which means as soon as the playoff comes, they're going to fucking fall in their face faster than a fucking Jew trying to mm-hmm. you know fake grab a fucking bill at the end of the dinner. Or something <laughs> like that.
1: Anyway, alligator. Uh, I got no arms interest in this game the, either. Going for the bill. I, I, will yeah. get it. You get. Oh, I, okay, you continue. What? I, I what, what? What is you, it? I can't. I
0: can't read my glasses. I, I need my glasses to see the bill. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you got. Okay, that's.
1: I, I'll, I'll, I'll. I got the fucking bill. Game. Shut up. I'll fucking pay for it. Just shut your, shut your jew ass <laughs> up. I got it.
0: <laughs> I got no interest in this game. Uh, I with you. I lean towards the Giants. Uh, just simply because I can't I can't play Minnesota. I just can't fucking do it.
1: It's not you know, Noontime Cousins on Sunday. It's
0: not It's not Noontime Cousins. It's either it either is Noontime Cousins on Sunday, or it's mm-hmm. never Noontime Cousins on Sunday. Gotcha. It's a very simple bet with him. Love you either bet with him at noon on Sunday, or you don't have to bet with him, but you don't bet against him. Or you do not bet with him at any there other you time. You don't have to bet against him, but you don't bet with him. It's there a very go. simple rule. All right, moving on. Oh, those San Francisco 49ers. Woo! Them boys is tough. Seven-point home favorites over those Washington Redskins.
1: Yeah, this this game is a little scary. Um, I do have a lean to Washington and those seven points, but I will be honest, it it makes me feel a little um, queasy. But... But also that that usually tells me I'm on the right side. So uh, I do lean to Washington, like I already mentioned last week. The luck metrics and all, and a lot of the underlying uh, numbers said that Washington should have beat New York last week. They lost by eight, so I think you're getting a little added value there. Um, you know, I'm just kind of skimming down what I wrote. A lot of the stuff I already talked about. I I'm still waiting. For this seventh rounder, like last pick in the draft, to actually play like the seventh rounder and last pick in the draft. Um, it's gonna happen at some point. He's not gonna just get he's not just going to play every single game like a boss hog who makes no mistakes. So the game's coming where he did where he shows. Now they can still win in a game where he doesn't play very well because they're an awesome team.
0: Yeah, but they just fucking did it.
1: Well, he, he actually he didn't has, play
0: well in Seattle. He threw a fucking pick.
1: He also yeah, had they, like two touchdowns. Wouldn't. And while well, he had like he he played okay. He, he he didn't shit his pants. He's gonna have a game where he shits his pants and and plays like a rookie who's never yeah. played. So that's gonna happen. They can still get the win, but I'll take those seven points. Um, I don't really see any other way to to do this. A- acknowledging that Sam Fran can of course blow their doors. What do you got?
0: Yeah, uh, the numbers are split on this one. No call on our power rankings. This is right where this line should be, so I don't show any value from a numbers perspective. San Francisco, in the new research, is not in a good spot, and Washington is a four-point dog or more, so great spot again this season for that. The new spot has Washington in a good spot there as well. Uh, One trend I've got on San Fran, though, since 2012, if you've had... Uh, a streak of three T- three ATS wins or more versus a streak of two ATS losses in your home favorite, and you have a winning percentage of over sixty percent. Twenty three and twelve ATS and thirty one and five straight up. So there's a, a lot of um, probably not going to put Washington into a, again a money line money line dog parlay here, but I dug inside of the game more than that, and it's just a really tough spot for the skin, so here's a little bit of reason why, and they've had a lot of luck and a lot of uh, factors go their way, but until I really dug in, I didn't really understand kind of how, if you look at how the power and they're not a bad team by our power because they've definitely outperformed where we thought that they would be, but they're not a good team either. But when I dug in to see how they've got these wins, they've only played two top ten defenses all year per DVOA. And they lost to them both, Dallas and Philly. And they weren't competitive. Now, they did beat Philly the second time on the Monday night, incredibly. But Philly, if you remember then, at that point, they were missing a lot of starters on defense. They were missing their big guy up front. I think a linebacker, a cornerback. They were just had a lot of holes there. And they did win that game for sure, but San Francisco is the number one DVOA defense. And then, other than the Broncos, Week Three, San Francisco, which that was Week Three, they lost ten to eleven, I believe. San Francisco has played seven teams that are below average on offense on DVOA, which the Redskins are. They're seven and zero straight up, with an average margin of victory of eighteen points per game. They're 6-1 ATS versus those seven teams. And since 2012 and on, home favorites of 6-8. Week 16 and on, 70% winning percentage versus another team that has a winning record, over 50% winning percentage. This is the thing that goes for the skins. 12-20 and ATS for the favorites, but only a negative 1-1 ATS margin, but they are 23-9 straight up. So again... You know, lean to the skins here, but there's zero chance that I would bet them to win the game on a money line dog parlay. And again, matchup wise, this is the only it's gonna be the third team that the skins have played through just it's not just fortunate the I mean, your schedule is what your schedule is, teams are what they are, it's just how it lined up and they just lined up for them. They've played nothing but shit defenses except for two teams. Two teams all year. And now they're playing the best defense in football, in their house. So even if even if Big Cock Brock falls on his face a little bit, as he did in Seattle a little bit, he, he played pretty poorly there for a while. Seattle had a real chance to take control of that game. They just could not get anything going offensively. So even if he gives the Skins a chance, I mean, Tyler Heineke is fading like the skunky beer that he is. He fumbled the ball like 17 fucking times mm-hmm. against the Giants. Um
1: Take yeah, it's just tease down San Fran. Ooh. They're a good tease spot. Take them from seven to one.
0: Oh my God, fantastic tease! Because I mean, the number the numbers say and all these trends that they're not going to lose more likely than not. Basically, eighty percent winner here. So yeah, yeah, tease them down. That's a great fucking tease spot. I love that. Yeah. All right, moving on. We're we moving on to oh ah. We just talked about it. these two teams. Those Dallas Cowboys. Woo! Five-point now consensus. Home favorite over those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Five and a half in the contest, those fucks.
1: Yeah, and finally, we get the Danger Zone game of the week. Yes, sir, this is a slam dunk. Philly spot, Minshew magic can absolutely come in here and win this game. So of course I love him getting those points. Um, Dallas just is not the same defense. I said this two or three weeks ago. They're not the same defense. They, you know you have to watch these teams as they like you just talked about Philly. They were missing some some key players on defense. Washington snuck up, took that win from. Them. You have to watch these raw. And I, I know one player doesn't matter. Was outside of quarterback, but when you get multiple injuries, it fucking matters. Um, and Dallas, they're dealing with injuries. Van der Esch was out last week. That's just another hit to this defense. Without this dominant defense that they've had most of the first half of the season, they're just not the same team. They are vulnerable. And Dak is, you know, Dak is having a his worst interception year of his career for sure. And that's kind of been his MO uh, throughout his career. It's kind of a game managing, protect the ball, rely on your running game and your defense type quarterback who can make some plays to win you the game for sure, also, but for sure those other things are very important to the success of this Dallas football team. Now, if you have a now, if you throw in the fact that he's not protecting the ball, he's giving it to the other team, extra possessions, and also their defense isn't what it was, you've got a recipe for disaster. And Minshew you know, he's definitely not Jalen Hurts MVP-type type season that he's having, but he can, he's shown the ability to come in and win these games. Hold your tongue about my boy. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, well, look, I hope he does well. Uh, uh, I'm taking them to for sure cover this game, and, they, and I think they're going to have a shot to win this game. So and, and as far as standings go, I mean, Dallas is already locked to the playoff spot. I don't think – yeah, they have no shot to win this division. So wh- wh- neither one uh, – what do you got? Because there's the motivation. This is kind of a blah on motivation, so it's really just going to come down to the players on the on the field. And I kind of like the way the roster for Philly is lining up for the roster for uh, for Dallas right now. Overall, especially when you're throwing in five five and a half points to Phillies. So what do you got?
0: Yep, So I'll go over uh, first. The numbers agree with Philly. The new spots on Philly sixty six percent. Again, Philly, now they're four-point dog or more. On the new research, they're in a great spot as well. I'll disagree with you on their motivation being a blah. Now, Philly is a 98 or 99% whatever probability to win the division at this point. Even if they lose the game, I ran those numbers, they go down to 97%. Hmm. However, that that's what really had me wanting to bet the Cowboys looking forward to this game for a couple of weeks. I was projecting the line out, seeing what it was going to be. It should have been around a pick'em. Uh, my numbers made it at one. So I was like, yeah, if it comes at one pick'em. Love the cows here. Revenge. Blah, blah, blah. However, and, spe- and again, especially because Philly was rolling, they're going to win the division. Like you said, who cares? But with a backup quarterback in there, I think that's going to re-energize this entire Philly roster. They're going to go to one to go beat Dallas with their backup quarterback. <laughs> just say, hey, without our fucking MVP, we still stomp your ass. Because they got Micah Parsons over here talking about, I don't know. I don't know how good Jalen Hurts is. I mean, it might be just the team, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys have been talking shit the whole year, and the fans, yeah, y'all beat us with fucking Cooper Rush. Wait till we got Dak. Wait till we got Dak. Well, now you got Dak, and now they don't have their quarterback. So I think, and we've seen so many times, Longhorn, well, you got a backup quarterback in there and the other team, it's not that they let off the gas, it's just the intensity isn't quite there. And I'm telling you right now this Philadelphia defense is back at full strength. They're fucking rolling again. and if you don't have your intensity there, I mean you you're gonna get fucked up. you're just gonna get fucked up. And my boy, the stash again, he's got he's got that little pixie dust to him. he's always had that couple things on him. He's 1-1 as a starter for Philadelphia, but his only loss was to the Cowboys last year in a fucking blowout. Dak threw five touchdowns in that game, but that was Week 18, first of all. Second of all, the Eagles had already clinched their playoff spot. They sat almost all of their starters, which is the reason why he was starting, and that wasn't the same Philly team as this Philly team is, so... There's zero doubt that their very good, very good fucking coach showed zero. He showed nothing from their playbook. All right? He didn't show him anything special, none of the wrinkles, nothing. So he's going to come in with a fresh playbook here against Dallas with a new quarterback. So, again, that's another wrinkle that they haven't seen. And, again, he is not going to call the same plays last year in a mean-nothing game that he's going to call this year when they can clinch the division on enemy territory. I mean, this is... To me, it's max motivation to Philly to get this done, wrap this shit up, and rub it in their Mm -hmm. fucking face that they did it with their backup quarterback. Now, one more thing for the stash: he's got some. If you if you know anything about my boy Gardner Minshew, he's a very, very passionate young man, very passionate young man. And his mentor and one of his heroes, outside of his his second biggest hero, outside of his father, passed away this last week. Uh, Mike Leach who's his quarterback at Washington State mm. he's the one that talked to him back in the I mean the dude was gone from college football he was gonna be a grad assistant coach and he's like man why don't you come back and just play one more last year for me up here at Washington State see what happens have some fun with these kids because is an older dude he's not that young see what happens well he went up there and he fucking tore the doors off of fucking everybody he lit the world on fire got his ass drafted, is in the NFL now all because of Mike, all because of Mike Leach having that one phone call and conversation with him. Well he missed practice yesterday, or the day before, because he flew to Mike Leach's funeral to speak at his funeral. That's how much this man means to him. That he skip he's gonna be the starting quarterback, knows that, said, you know what, I can't be at practice. I gotta go speak at my mentor's funeral. I guarantee you he's gonna come out max motivated, play this game for his hero his dude and dedicated to him yeah so you got all kinds of motivation there and then inside of that week or sorry 2012 week 16 and on home favorites four and six in the division 15 and 20 so 42.9 percent with a negative 2.77 ATS margin you take that up to 2020 so the last couple years one and three with a negative 4.25 ATS margin I'm with you. I love the fucking danger zone call here. I love Philly on the money line here. I think Philly fucking wins. Yeah. And uh, they just rub it in their fucking face. All right. All right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh's going to the soup. Whoa. Not <laughs> this year, though. No. They are two and a half point home favorites,
1: though, over those are Las
0: Vegas Raiders.
1: Yep, in this game, you've got a indoor Vegas team going to the freezing outdoor team whose coach has never had a losing season. Come on, you know which way I'm leaning here. Lean to Pittsburgh, and I would feel better, you know, um, what's, tell me the line again. Sorry. Two and a half. It's Pittsburgh minus two and a half. Yes, sir. Okay, so, if you, I mean, eh. Wonder why they're dangling there? What? Whatever. If you like, if you like Vegas, tease them up to eight and a half. Um, I can't imagine anybody likes Vegas to win this game. I don't know. Maybe you'll tell me different. But um, I, I like, I like Pittsburgh to win this game. I like um, Tomlin to keep this narrative. Like they're not good this year. We know they're not good. They're not going anywhere. But this is the only narrative going for Pittsburgh. The only reason to keep going is to is to hang on to this. Tallman hasn't had a losing record. And the longer he can keep this going, then it gives them reason to keep showing up every day uh, and and putting in the work. So um, a Vegas team coming to them at home, they can win that game. So motivation to Pittsburgh. Give me the Pittsburgh under three. I'll take that. What what do the numbers say?
0: All right. So the Power Rangers have... Uh, The Raiders on this one, the numbers are a little bit split. Uh, The new spot has Pittsburgh, though, 65%. So this is really one of the most split games of the whole week.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, The new research has Vegas in the very best spot, however. And then situationally, Tomlin is a favorite, not a dog. Not good. Not good for Pittsburgh at all. Uh, He has had a losing record as a favorite. And then Pittsburgh is on our biggest fade trend that we've been tracking all year. And that is since 2012, a team with the turnover margin average of zero, 215 and 253 overall. And then Pittsburgh is actually in the third set of this trend, which is 25 and 37. That's all of that combined with a home favorite of three and six. And so far this year, one, two, three, four, five, five and two. We are on this fade trend. So fading Pittsburgh here has been very, very profitable. For us in this set. Now, inside of that, you know, Pittsburgh isn't a bad football team. They're a fucking terrible football team. I don't know what kind of fucking magic spell they're Mm -hmm. under have won six games, but I do know this. They're not going to win another one. Historically, their power ranking and our power rankings have won 28% of their games. If they lose out, which they're gonna, that'll be 33%. The Jags in 2019 have... The same range of ranking that they have. They went 37.5 in the same bracket. So they'll be second highest we ever had. Yeah, it's fucking cold. But guess what? Kenny Pickett has the smallest goddamn hands of all fucking times. He's going to fucking fumble <laughs> the ball fucking everywhere. Harris is likely out. Uh, fucking their receiver is likely out. And I get a veteran quarterback. They're questionable. In challenging weather versus a rookie.
1: questionable. Not likely out.
0: Well, they haven't practiced yet this week. And I get a veteran quarterback playing in challenging weather versus a rookie who has never, he's never played in weather like this because guess what, boys and girls? They stopped playing football in Pitt where he went in fucking November. So, yeah, he's never seen this. Pickett, 26 D, 26, in DYAR, 24th in QBR. Now, that's not terrible for a rookie, but it's still fucking terrible for a quarterback. What? Carr is 13th and 10th in both of those. And then on top of that... The Raiders have had first-half leads, Longhorns, seven times. They're three and four in those games. They're they're terrible at holding second-half leads. They're bad at obviously. But Pittsburgh is the thirty-first team in the league at second-half scoring. They're not going to come back because they have no quarterback. They have no offense.
1: They me I have to. no
0: fucking clue how they won. In, no, they're they're gonna lose. They're gonna they're gonna fucking lose. No,
1: Pittsburgh. Uh, this is a show, but then because Pittsburgh's gonna win this game. Yeah, show. Back. Pittsburgh's gonna win this. Game. Like,
0: I hate to take more money from you this close to Christmas, but you sure already on your shopping, so shame on you if you yeah. didn't. So yeah, this is a show. By yeah,
1: then. well, daddy hang. Daddy hands out envelopes full of cash. We don't do shopping around here. So, <laughs> but but where's my envelope? You're talking about Pickett. Is it gonna be used to the cold? You got Derek Carr, Fresno boy. He played at Fresno State. It's cold up there. I'm sorry, what? Fresno is cold?
0: Yeah. Yes, okay. it's Northern California. It's fucking cold. It's cold as shit.
1: Right. Is it Pittsburgh cold?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Well, All right, show up.
0: Probably this. Neither one of them have seen this level of cold. <laughs> let's just say that. And I get the fucking veteran, uh, and you're taking the dude with the fucking hands that can't even grab, like, you know. That's fine. A fucking, a sippy cup. That's
1: fine. Last thing on this, six and eight, Steelers six and eight Raiders strength of schedule uh, played for Pittsburgh is second strength of schedule played for Raiders is 29th. ninth so same record much harder schedule for Pittsburgh yeah they're at home I like it
0: all right so I will take Las Vegas plus two and a half on the show board.
1: yeah I'll give you the I'll give you two and a half of course
0: yeah of course you will that's what the market says yeah well all right moving on you got it. <laughs> Those Miami Dolphins minus four consensus. Where are they had the fucking? Where they had the contest here? Four, yeah, four in the contest, mm-hmm. four consensus. See uh, season three and a half someplace, but they're pretty. Yeah, they're flat juiced on the Green Bay side, heavily juiced on three and a half for Miami. So we'll see where it goes, but four point. Home favorites right now with those Green Bay Packers. Well, it
1: doesn't fucking matter what the line is because this is the Big Dick Pick of the Week. I'm going to pop off a piece of my dick. Big floppy donkey dick. Is that your fucking dick? With my dick. Nice big cock. I'm going to put my dick in. What a horrible, horrible stretch Miami Dolphins have had over the last three games. Uh, First, first game of this three-game road trip on the road to San Francisco. They got waxed, just wiped off. Second game, Chargers smacked them around. And in the third leg of this three-game road trip for Miami, they went to Buffalo and actually played a hell of a game last week in the weather. And it was, it was desperation time for them. I, I was impressed. I was impressed by that effort. But now they're coming back home after three weeks physically and emotionally Drain. They feel like their season's falling apart. You might say that's a desperate team, and they could be. They could come out and play desperate uh, and inspired football, but Green Bay is not dead. I know it feels like they're dead. I didn't even put them in that list of four teams that could make the playoffs, but they're one game behind. I'm not dead! They're not. They're one game behind all those teams that I listed. Detroit, Seattle. They got seven wins. Green Bay's got six. So... There's nothing that that fucking sandbagging son of a bitch, Aaron Rodgers, would love more than to take a bad season and turn around and just get into the conversation of the playoffs. And Watson, the receiver, has changed the dynamic of this offense from the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, this Green Bay offense was like watching just—it was like watching Denver. It was fucking awful. You could—they were unwatchable. This kid, who I was wrong on—I I said he was going to be a bust. I said he would they the receiver they Dobbs they took in the fourth round was gonna be better than him. He's not. Watson is fucking badass. He's changed the this offense. Um, and this is this is a game they can go down and win. Miami's vulnerable on defense. They are not a good defense anymore. Um, so this is a team that can be had. They should be physically and emotionally drained after the last three weeks they've had on the road. Everything lines up to Green Bay for me here. Um Obviously, hitting the big, big sounder on them. I like them to win this game. What do you got?
0: Man, I love that fucking handicap. Uh, <clears throat> so, the numbers are split on this one. No call on power rankings is exactly where it should be. Uh, Green Bay, obviously, four points or more, dog. Again, you got to watch the closing line on that. Yeah. But Green Bay and the new research is in the very, very best spot. So, I love that. And we've got one of our best fade trends against Miami here. So since 2015, home favorites week three and a half to four and a half. Winning team versus losing team, 12 and 30 ATS. And we're already 4 and 0 on that trend this year. So it is fucking hammered down on that. Now, this is usually a slam spot for us on teams from the north going to Florida in December. It's usually a death sentence for them. Mm -hmm. It's fucking too balmy. They're not used to it. Blah, blah, blah. However, in this game, Hmm. the temperature is going to be 50 degrees. Because, again, it's a goddamn polar vortex. So there is no advantage. Actually, probably a little bit of advantage for Green Bay because it's going to be a little chilly. But, man, they'll feel fucking great. But this, boys and girls, on top of the big dick. And I don't usually like to do this, but it's the best one I got this week. So this is going to be... Trend of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd. Nerd.
1: Nerd! You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All
0: right, since 1989, all the data we have, home favorites of three to four. Again, winning team versus a losing team, week 16 and on. Three and 19. ATS, Mm -hmm. 13.6%, 10 and 12 straight up. If you take it all the way to 2012, or modern era 0-3. They've never covered ATS with a minus 3.67 ATS margin. Let's go fucking pack us.
1: I don't know that we've ever lined up two sounders like that, have we?
0: Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. When we, nailed, we nailed, obviously, uh, both of them. I don't like to do it because I like to spread it out mm-hmm. so that we get kind of more picks going on, but... It's it's the best trend I found. So I, I last week I changed it because you put a sounder on something. So I changed it to Denver. That was kind of my backup trend week. But this week I I can't get off that. I love I love Green Bay here. This is nice. exactly what you said. It is fucking Aaron Rodgers gonna go down and pull his fucking cock out and flash it at everybody and say, Hey, I'm still fucking Aaron Rodgers. You're still oh, yeah. fucking Tua. Go fuck yourself. We're gonna go win this game. Yep, love it. All right, moving on. Those Los Angeles Rams officially eliminated from the playoffs. If you were wondering, it's official. (laughs) Mm,
1: That's a tough
0: one. Two and a half point consensus home dogs, those Denver Broncos. That's
1: a tough one. That's a tough one. Sorry. But look, this is the Hello Corner TV game. I could not force myself to do any work on this game. I will just say, buyer beware if you like Denver, they are getting 96% of the cash. What could possibly go wrong there? That's all I got on this. <laughs> what do you got?
0: Yep, so the Rams are in the very best spot for our new research. The numbers are split on the Rams. Power Rank though, do have the Rams. And the Rams are in a 65% winning spot on our new spot. And inside of that, the Rams, we got a couple of... Ram trims here, and I'll keep it brief because I don't have a lot on this game either. Uh, sorry, scrolling here. Yes, all right, this one. So, 2012 and on, home dogs one and a half to two and a half, both losing teams 36 21 and 2, and we're already one and 0 on that trend this year. And then we got one more here. Find it. All right, 2015 week nine and on and again. Home dogs one and a half, two and a half losing team versus losing team, uh, 26 and 12. But inside of that, it's actually in it hits the second set, which is uh, winning percentage of 40 points or less for both teams. That is 13 and two boys and girls ATS on mm-hmm. that one, and we are one two three. Three and one overall on that trend. In the second set, we've had one of those is one and oh so far this year. Russ is gonna start. I don't give a shit. Uh, Baker, this is his third start in the system. He's back in good weather in the half dome or whatever they have there in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have anything really strong here, but you know, I probably will be putting the Rams in a money line round robin, no doubt on that. So it's Rams or pass for me here. There you go. Alright moving on. Those top Brady Buccaneers. God damn this line is moving. <laughs> All the way up to seven and a half point road favorites versus those midgetless cardinals.
1: Where did it open at?
0: Oh fuck, I gotta find out. I, I, I just, saw it at, se- I I saw
1: it at seven that. when I first when I first saw it. Uh, but basically this is Oh no, it was way lower than that. Really? Well, I guess that's because McCoy got ruled out and that's going to be McSorley. That's got to be it. But basically, Brady needs a win in that division to... I mean, somebody's got to win that fucking shitty division. Might as well be Brady uh, with about with about seven or eight wins or whatever they end up with for the season. This is a Christmas Day gift. This, this game is being played on Christmas Day. It's one of the Christmas Day games. Um... That seven and a half hook—that's just to tease you. That's just to get you to possibly take Arizona. It's not going to work because ninety-five percent of the money is coming in on Tampa Bay. Still, that's going to tick up to eight, eight and a half by game time. Don't worry about. Oh, I don't want to take. I don't want to take Tampa Bay plus seven or minus seven and a half. Don't worry about. It. It's going to be eight, eight and a half by game time. Uh, yeah, just just open that Christmas Day gift of Tom Brady in prime time on Christmas Day beating the shit out of an Arizona team that's had hard knocks with them, the death sentence during the season. Yeah, this 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 one's this one's double digit win for Tampa. What do you got?
0: Yeah, so I had written down that uh, obviously the numbers agreed on Arizona at that number if if McCoy's playing. Obviously he's not so okay. that's canceled. So you can cancel that. Arizona is in the best spot, again, of the new spot, 81%. But, again, this is another one of those games It's probably not going to go towards it. So, the rest of them, they're going to go towards it, which the numbers do agree with. Those should all be wins for us. So, that's another thing that seems like a counterintuitive uh, positive, but it is a definitely a positive. Now, Arizona, obviously, more than four-point dog. This game opened, by the way, at Tampa Bay minus two. Minus two. So, oh, god. That's when it was that was when it was going to be agreement Slam Dunk Arizona. Yeah. But now no McCoy. Here's the thing. You got Trace McSorley. Uh, Trace McSorley is not an NFL quarterback. And I don't mean like he's not a starter. He's not a fucking backup. He deserves as many snaps at quarterback in the NFL as I do, and I went undrafted yet again this year. So, he doesn't deserve to be in the NFL, he shouldn't be in the NFL, I actually found a trend earlier, I didn't write it down, <laughs> it was so ridiculous, but it was um, along the lines of, you know, a team with with the less than 50% winning percentage being favored by at least six points on the road since like 2012, and it was like 8-0, like, it's fucking, it was, slant. like, it, it, it rarely happens, but when it does happen, you just fucking take the favorite, so yeah, it's, it's Tom Brady or nothing for me here, so I agree with you on that.
1: You would be a first-round draft pick in the um, beer drinking Olympics, so you got that going for
0: you. Oh, I've already meddled in that. I've retired. <laughs> uh, I, I had to pass that torch yeah. on. I, I felt like, uh, who's the hot dog eating champion? The Joey dude? What I get? I mean, at some point, you just got to give it up and let somebody else have a fucking chance.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> I agreed. We're
0: move on to those. Oh, it's Monday Night Football. Oh, we finally get to all that goddamn beer and whatever you people eat for Christmas and chikalaha. or however you say it, and all the quans and all the shit. We move all past it. It's Monday Night, and those Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Our consensus, uh, we'll say consensus four and a half. Let's see what they are in the contest. They're four and a half in the contest. This line's a little bit all over the place. You see some files. I see some three and a halves. It's mm. it's it's kind of nutty, but we'll say consensus four and a half.
1: That's too much. I'm sorry. That's too much. Big Big Dick Nick is in at for Indy. He, this is a spot that he kind of thrives in. He just come off the bench, guy. We you know we know his pass of you know uh, taking a team to the Super Bowl, but like this is a spot that he, at home. Uh, the Chargers, they're notorious for throwing up on themselves. They're big road favorites here. I'm sorry, no. This is almost sounder-worthy. This I could almost hit the sounder. I'm not going to. Um, because, you know, it's, it's you know, well, Indy's not very good. But, yeah, this is definitely, definitely a game that Indy could steal. So, I definitely love the four and a half points. Um... I kind of hope the Chargers win because I I kind of like the story they got going on right now. And just a side note, it has nothing to do with this game. But Slater and Bosa, there's a chance that they come back for the playoffs. Um, So there's motivation for for the Chargers outside of just regular motivation to keep winning, make the playoffs, and get a couple of their best players back going into the playoffs. So um, with all that said, in this game, I like Indy. Give me those points.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of torn on this one. So the numbers agree with you on Indy. The new spot agrees with you, 65% on Indy. Indy, four point or more dog, obviously. And the new research, Indy is in the very, very, very best spot. So everything, everything, everything is with you on that. And on side of that, one of our trends we've been tracking, 2012, week 15 and on. If you're less than 40% winning percentage and you're home dog 3 to 5, Thirteen and six ATS. We hit Jacksonville on that last week uh, against uh, the Cowboys, obviously, and now Indy's on it this week. So, and then on top like, like you said, Big Dick Nick. This is his very best role as a backup with zero expectations. This dude <laughs> handles expectations like Jews handle tipping. It's oh, not well, but if macro. you have no expectations. <laughs> No expectations. This dude is a badass. And again, I've been saying it for weeks, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's true. The Chargers are a bad football team. And Herbert is not playing great. 16th in DYAR. That's average. 16th in QBR. He's an average quarterback at this point. 19th in CPOA plus EPA. That's right behind Justin Fields, who that's an all-throwing stat, boys and girls. And Justin Fields can't throw the football. So I know he's had injuries, but he had all of his guys last week. And he was bad against a not-great Titans defense. So he still stunk against them. Now, my pullback on this game and my only pullback is Indy is fucking terrible. They're a terrible team. There's no doubt about that. But I think Big Dick Nick gives them some energy. You know, Saturday gives them some energy. But they just lost their best player. He went to the IR. And I hope, I hope, because I'm pretty sure we'll probably be betting them I hope they haven't quit. Nah. Because if they have, because they've got nothing to play for, and if they have quit, then yeah, that's the spot where the chart the Chargers will come in and just fucking wipe the floor with them. But if they fight, I fucking I love them here at this spot, and I think the Chargers are in for a bad time. And the Chargers, boys and girls, I have the stat out on the Steelers of uh, I think they were the worst second half scoring team. The Chargers are like the second worst second half scoring team in all the NFL because uh, Justin Herbert actually since he's come in the league is the second least profitable quarterback in the second half ATS so if you just want to make money against the Chargers just fade him in the second half you're winning in a fucking incredible clip because for whatever reason it's either the adjustments the team makes against them or the fact that he just doesn't play well in the second half which that's been his MO since college I don't know what it is but either way just fade the charge in the second half. But I do have one trend for you on this one, and it's a totals trend. So, home dogs between 3 and 4 that score 18 points or less a game versus uh, someone that scores 25 points or less a game. 6 and 12 on that on the under. And we've already hit Washington and Minnesota on that earlier in the year. So, really good under trend there. Which goes along with both these. And if you like the dog, which we do, that correlates too. So I would say Indy and the Under would be definitely the way I would go with this game.
1: Go Big Dick Nick.
0: All right, boys and girls. That was all them wins coming to the air tonight, baby. (laughs) time those free SF3 picks of the week longhorn lay it on them baby
1: yeah a lot of stuff to pick from this week if, if you listen to the whole podcast and you can tell we liked a lot of things um i'm gonna go with philadelphia they were the i believe danger zone game of the week for me uh plus five or whatever you can get them at. i think they're gonna have a good shot to win this game so free pick philadelphia plus five
0: Love that. All right, boys and girls, your college free pick of the week in bowl season. It's going to be Air Force plus four. First of all, since 2005, Armed Forces uh, are over 70% ATS in all bowl games. So just fucking play them. If it's a fucking service academy, just play them. The weather in Fort Worth on Thursday night where this game is going to be played is going to be 18 degrees at kickoff. With sustained winds of over 20 miles an hour and gusts to up to 40 miles an hour. So Longhorn, question for you. you got a team that runs the ball in Air Force versus a team that throws the ball in the Baylor. Who do you think is
1: going to do better here? Um, boobies. No?
0: Boobies is always the correct answer. <laughs> and honestly, my only worry for Air Force is they might be catching cramps <laughs> from heat exhaustion oh. because right now today it's two degrees on their campus nice. so when we get down here and it's 18 degrees i'm a little worried <laughs> that these guys might overheat but i'll take my chances air force plus the four and bonus best bet pizza money parlay yeah air force money line you la money line and new mexico state those goddamn maggie's money line that three gamer pays you 18 to one baby yeah Alright, Longhorn tell them about that fabulous website one more time.
1: All right, you glory Ho seekers, that's gonna wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hope Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the sports patio next week and don't forget to subscribe because it's a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, Sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we can become partners for life and both CFAs, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Oh,
0: God damn it, people never pay a book against Stephen Tyler, take us up, baby!